Hi, I'm Chris Damaris. And I'm Aaron Marquis, and you're listening to Bite. Bite. Yum. How's it going, everyone? If you're hearing my voice, that's right. It is another episode of The Coven Podcast, where we talk about everything geek and girl and where those things intersect. And it's quite interesting the ways they intersect. And we're going to be examining uh, the hit blockbuster movie that no one was disappointed about, Suicide Squad, (laughs) and uh, its leading lady, Harley Quinn, and her beau, the Joker, on this fantastic episode of uh, the Coven podcast. Um, I am your host, the Witch of the Wavelengths, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today for the first time in her podcasting career. Let's make it a good one. I have... I am Liz Shepard. Woohoo! Coven hey. claps. Coven <laughs> claps for Liz. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, so, why did you decide to risk your reputation and come on the podcast today? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have much of a reputation anyway. But um, I kind of wanted to join the coven because I'm one of those people who really likes female-centered shows, and I thought this podcast would be a really good starting point for me. I feel it. I feel yeah. it. Thanks for coming out. Thanks. And uh, also joining me is the wonderful, the lovely, I couldn't do it without her. <laughs> Emma, hashtag no last name, which of the cosplay? <laughs> there we go. We have two titles for her now. Liz, you will one day inherit your own title, as basically if you want to make that up at any point. Okay, cool. That's, that's up to you. Awesome. Yep, that's how it goes here <laughs> at the Coven Podcast. We play it fast, we play it loose, we make up our own names. But... So Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> can we, yeah, let's put it yes. on the shirt. Let's let's get into merchandising. That's okay. We can get into it right away. So one of the things about the Suicide Squad movie and all my feels about it is there was a lot of merch that came out. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of merch. It was everywhere. Yeah, it. This Halloween is going to be uh, a very Harley Halloween. Oh yes, because. Yeah, yeah. Hot Topic made it so easy to cosplay Harley Quinn. Harloween. Ha- Harloween. I'm going to leave. Sorry, mm, guys. Get out. It's been real. Bye. <laughs> no. So, yeah, but uh, Harloween is coming. Everyone and their mom is going to dress up as Harley Quinn. And their uh, dads. And their nice. dads, maybe. Fit into those booty shorts, guys. You can yes. do it. Kill it. Um, but, so, you did you guys see Suicide Squad? Yes. No, you didn't. I have not seen it. No. Oh, okay. Dude, you're gonna get spoiled. I so much. I've so many spoilers. I've read a lot up on it. I've read about it. Okay. We're down then. So, uh, I guess I'll just walk you through then uh, this ride of a film. It's a ride. Uh, So, Suicide Squad. Everyone was excited for Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was, like, on my calendar. Like, I put mm-hmm. down the date when I needed to buy tickets and then when the midnight premiere would be. <laughs> and you know the, what's weird? Midnight premieres nowadays, they happen on, like, the Thursday of when it premieres on a Friday. Yeah. Which yeah, makes it really slightly weird. less exciting as, like, because it's, like, 6 o'clock on a Thursday evening. You go and you see this movie versus, like, midnight, the night of thousands of people around you are excited mm-hmm. and like the theater is packed and everyone's cosplaying and there's an experience and there wasn't this experience with Suicide Squad. I, I had, uh, so that was disheartening and this kind of like 
foreshadowed the rest of my Suicide Squad experience. <laughs> so It was an omen. We all know that there was a lot of last-minute editing done with this film, yeah. Yeah. which, which mm-hmm. is questionable to begin with, questionable coverage. Um, I'm personally not a fan of David Ayer to begin with, the director, but I mean, it was it's Suicide Squad. We we had Jared Leto as the Joker, and I mean, that beautiful man. However you (laughs) feel about him, I thought that uh, the commercials definitely the trailers they uh, played him up way more. They played him up way more. And, and he's uh, only in there five minutes. The five minutes he's there. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. There, there. It's a there. great five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fantastic five minutes. But uh, and then we have uh, Will Smith. I mean Will Smith. Yes. And then mm-hmm. personally, I think Margot Robbie was the ideal Harley Quinn. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's everything. <laughs> I cannot think of anyone else who would have uh, been able to play off that part the way she did, and I think she played it really well. And, uh, you know, she had the Harley Quinn, uh, the voice that she does, the accent and just all the mannerisms and like the crazy lines. And this is all on the background of like really amazing effects and Will Smith and the interesting characters of, I guess, interesting Captain Boomerang and uh, Diablo. Diablo is great. Diablo. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. But uh and then the movie just was kind of like, th- that's it, that's it. We just walked through everything. Where we're going, we're go. Where? What are we dealing with? Oh, it's you know the enchantress, and she's taking over the city. And don't worry, guys, it's just terrorists. That's what we're pulling you guys in to go take care of. It was like we went from interesting prison scenes to in establishing that like we cannot let them out whatsoever, ever, ever, ever. And then mm-hmm. and then they let them out. Yeah, and then there was another carrot. There was Slipknot was there for about five minutes mm-hmm. to demonstrate that yeah. you will die, even yep. though he was part of like the uh, marketing. His little skull was there, yeah, along with everyone else's stylized skull. So uh, that that just kind of descended into uh, weird plot after weird plot <laughs> after convenient plot device. T- will Smith. Uh, Deadshot picking up uh, like a binder that said top secret and then slamming it down and being like, when were you going to tell us about this? And it's the real plans for them. Yeah. Anyway, Suicide Squad, disappointment to everyone. Yes. Yes. Generally. Yes. The general consensus. General consensus. And I find this a tragedy because it was the movie that introduced Harley Quinn and not only Harley Quinn but Harley Quinn and her relationship with the Joker Mm -hmm. so and another disappointing thing is that from this movie memes came forth and not just the usual terrible memes because memes are terrible and uh, I hate memes but I love them at the same time Um, but the meme came forth of Harley Quinn and Joker hashtag relationship goals. Oh, uh, not this meme. In oh, an no. entirely unironic way. It was unironic? It was unironic. No. Wait, no, I have seen this, but no. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, no all the same. I mean, what what part of that relationship do you guys think is hashtag goals? Well, they're both psycho together and that's adorable. 
isn't that what relationships are supposed to be? You're both crazy and really like toxic towards each other. Got me looking so crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I feel like Suicide Squad kind of painted a different picture of what their relationship really is. Like the Joker was kind of set on, I gotta go find Harley. I gotta go save her. And all these people seem to think that, oh, he loves her so much, he's got to go get her. That's hashtag relationship goals. That's what some people think, but then a lot of people don't know the comic book history yeah. to it. Just the abuse in there. It's like, listen, you don't really understand the true story. If people, like, the people that go into this and they haven't read in the comic book history, they haven't, like, seen the animated shows where, like, the Joker is demonstrated being incredibly abusive to Harley. Yeah, very. And... Like, the people who haven't seen that, this movie does paint a picture that makes the Joker very sympathetic. And, you know, there's people like me who do know all the, like, the comic book history and all of that. And I'm just like, no, stop. Stop it. It's like, uh, cringe. So, the thing with, uh, so, we'll get into Harley's history here. So, Harley Quinn came on the scene in Batman the Animated Series in 1992 as just kind of like the Joker's lackey that had a little bit more depth in the fact that they had a seemingly romantic relationship because he was the one who corrupted her from being uh, Dr. Harleen Quinzel to being Harley Quinn, Joker's girlfriend, versus renowned psychologist and therapist and, you know, someone who has an MD. Um, she, she is a medical doctor. She is a medical yeah. doctor. Um, and the, uh, yeah, partner in crime and girlfriend essentially is what she became. And in the animated series, they do not have a good relationship. Like no. they have Far the cutesy moments of them, you know, wreaking havoc together. But I mean, there's even scenes where like Batman is like cringing away because like there was the episode where Harley captured Batman herself with one of the Joker's plans and then when he, he came in and found out that he she had used his plan without him he was furious yeah. and like yep. slapped her across the face and like threw her out of a window yeah and she was just like Obviously, this something like this had happened before, and she was going like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't get the joke," that kind of thing. And like, this wasn't a, an isolated incident because you know she's like stole his plans and like stole his thunder. Therefore, in getting the Batman, it was that this was a continuous thing. This happened several times over, and in several different iterations of the animated universe and in the comics, it's it's always been um, that. They have a very she-works-for-him relationship. Yeah. I mean, there was uh, several times um, in, like, articles that I've read where people are, like, saying that, oh, you know, Harley Quinn's so cool and their relationship is so cool is because they're equals. They're, they're on an equal playing field. Do you feel like that's the way it was portrayed in Suicide Squad, do you think, Liz, or? Um, I don't think it was really portrayed as, like, equals. I don't know. It felt like at some points in the movie, Joker kind of thought that Harley was, like, the damsel in distress. At least that's how it came off to me, that he had to constantly go save her, that she couldn't take care of herself. That's kind of the vibe I got from it at some points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because he didn't really care about the situation at large, what was happening. It was just like, go right. get Harley. Go get Harley. Got to save her. Doesn't yeah. care about anything else. Which I guess, like, taking the devil's advocate position, I can see where people will romanticize that and be like, look at um, what this character that usually doesn't care about anyone does in order to save his girlfriend. And, like, he has, that's the one quote-unquote functional relationship that he has or relationship at all. But then there's the fact that how did she get in uh, to prison in, uh, oh, gosh, what's it called? What's the prison called again? Arkham Asylum? It's no, not Arkham Black, Asylum. That's different. Blackgate. Blackgate. Yeah. yeah, it's Blackgate. How did she get in Blackgate in the first place? <laughs> it's because she was uh, in a purple Lamborghini, which is a horrible song, and I hated <laughs> that it was part of the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, it was in a purple Lamborghini with uh, the Joker, and they were driving away from Batman, and uh, the Joker drove it into, uh, I guess it's like a marina. It was kind of like a marina. It's not not a river, but it is a large body of water. The bay, we'll say. Into the bay with his bay in the passenger seat saying, I can't swim. And then when... They're underwater, and uh, the Batman's trying to get them. The Joker's gone, but Harley's still there, seeming to have drowned until she's actually not and tries to, like, punch him. But then he pulls her out of the water, and Puddin's nowhere to be seen. (laughs) But uh, that just struck me as, like, the first instance in the movie where it was like, "This this is sets the tone for their relationship when it comes to... What he wants in the end, he's willing to sacrifice her. Yeah. Because the whole reason, like, uh, I know it was portray it was in Suicide Squad, but Emma, are you familiar with uh, her backstory, like how she became Harley Quinn um, versus Dr. Harleen Quinzel? Yes. So, essentially what happened was... Uh, they uh he he was in Arkham Asylum and she was a therapist there mm-hmm. and he kind of reversed it around on her and was like oh you know i understand you you have had to be you know a working lady all your life and been yeah. very serious in your career um and you know you never get the chance to laugh yeah and you need a guy that can make you laugh and that escalates into her getting him a machine gun yeah yep yeah he's i know like he fabricates his whole story about being abused by his father to like make himself seem sympathetic to her and like this whole big thing yeah i mean it's, it's just it's just like literally textbook manipulation mm-hmm. i mean i'm definitely sure there's an analysis somewhere of like the meeting all the check marks for like an abusive relationship so i don't know it's just made me sad seeing the memes the memes of hashtag relationship goals it's yeah but then uh then getting into like harley herself uh i know so there was this buzzfeed article that came out and right before the movie premiered and everyone got really mad about it and then I read it and I kind of got a little bit mad about it because uh essentially did you you guys read the article right yeah it's like uh trying to explain Harley Quinn 
like in the movie universe and only in the movie universe. So only in the collective, uh, I don't know how long she was probably on screen altogether. I mean, like 60 minutes that we know her um, versus looking into the comic book lore surrounding her, which, okay, so if we look at the movie alone, we can infer that, yeah, she's, I mean, entirely reliant on the Joker for her character, for who she is, because who she was is gone in a vat of mysterious chemicals, uh, which is also an interesting thing that they used uh, the Joker's supposed origin story and mirrored it with Harley Quinn. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this article because, like, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't at the same time. What were, what were your thoughts, Liz? Uh, I don't... I don't really know how to feel about it because it just I don't like Harley being played as the role of like you know we just are still trying to escape as females in general from like gendered roles of we're dependent on men constantly and I just I don't really like that portrayal of Harley at all so that's what that's what I don't like so you would have preferred like something where she kind of takes back uh agency away from the Joker and kind of come into her own more yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering if in the uh, confirmed sequel, spinoff, whatever, it's definitely only Margot Robbie or it's the Harley Quinn movie that will happen. If that will be the uh, storyline that they go with, because there is a storyline in the comics in which she's basically like, you never treated me right. Bye to mm-hmm. the Joker, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's one of my uh, favorite things to see that constantly circulates the internet at some point or another is like all the comic pages from when it's just her and Poison Ivy hanging out and they have like a cool, ambiguous relationship. Um, It's not really ambiguous. They kiss a lot, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And kind of get to do their own girl power thing, which I really like. But that's like a different Harley from this Harley that we're talking about. Margot Robbie Harley. Um, In the BuzzFeed article, she is described as she's a goth icon who talks like a 1930s gangster mall and owns a gun reading love and hate on the barrel. But in her deepest heart, all she wants to be is a housewife in curlers looking after the kids while her green haired hubby heads off to work. Which is true. There was, like, the flashback of, Mm -hmm. like, what she really wanted. Um, And it was her as just Margot Robbie and then Jared Leto, who's, like... (laughs) That cracked me up so bad. It was, like... like, Seeing him without, like, the Joker makeup, I'm like, oh, my God. Because Jared Leto's such a pretty boy, and there he is suddenly, like, in the middle of this movie. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Tone change entirely. Exactly. And then the whole line of... Uh, normal's just a button on a washing machine. Could you rip that off of, like, a Hot Topic pre-2000s t-shirt anymore? That was a little cringy. That was pretty cringy. I was literally, like... Because I've read a lot, even though I haven't seen the movie, I've read a lot about it. Um, And, like, I saw that that was an actual legitimate line in the movie, and I was started, I was like, Wow. Just like looking back at middle school me and his hello darkness smiled friend. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was cringy. It was cringy when she said it and it was 
cringy when they referred to it again, even though it was, like, a really great shot. Like, regardless, no. So, anyway, essentially what this uh, article surmises it as is Harley Quinn is meant to be Suicide Squad's dark heart. Instead, she's made into damaged Dolly jerk-off material. Do we oh. feel like that's accurate? I'm putting it very bluntly, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, as the comments will uh, angrily say, uh, this is what she's trying to be. This is uh, what she originally was in the animated uh, series. Obviously, she was in a very different outfit then <laughs> uh, and just kind of a different personality. I mean, the Joker got a little remade, too, obviously, from... Uh, what we know, like, the Mark Hamill animated series Joker to be, yeah. and then um, the Heath Ledger, oh, Joker. Heath Ledger it's, Joker. It's all very different Jokers, which I think is a really good thing that they do, that they don't try to reiterate, because... And how are you going... You can't remake the Heath Ledger Joker. You never can. You can't. You cannot. Why would you try to? You'd just be setting yourself up for failure. But, I mean, a lot of the... Uh, comments on this article are saying, like, you did a great job capturing the essence of Harley, but, uh, and she is a victim in the movie, kind of, of her own circumstances and of, frankly, brainwashing. But in the larger universe, we kind of own Harley as someone more than just Dolly Jerkoff material. I don't know. Uh, my, I mean, my favorite Harley Quinn moment is when, in the comics, uh, she's fighting Black Canary, That's and then my they favorite stop too. because it's like, wait, oh, wait, are you telling me you're pregnant? Yeah. And then she, uh, Harley goes into talking about uh, her own pregnancy, which is a shocker. Yeah. And uh, so then we have a backstory that... She and the Joker had a kid, but obviously she wasn't going to raise a kid in that uh, situation. So she just took her kid to her sister's and her kid loves monster trucks and tutus and putting tutus on monster trucks. And I think that's just great. It's adorable. Yes, that's so cute. <laughs> but I don't know. what. How do you guys feel about Harley Quinn? Because it's a very complicated very sexualized character especially in light of suicide squad like harley quinn is such a dynamic complex character there's so many layers to her there's so many like different facets of her personality and i feel like suicide squad kind of like set up where you can go off of it in her own solo movie if, if it was its own standalone film, I would be extremely disappointed in the characterization of Harley Quinn. I am really hoping they delve more into her character like it is in the animated series and the comic books in her own solo movie. Because I really like her as a character. Yeah. She's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, we have this uh, kind of like, I don't, she's not on like the level of Deadpool, but just in that kind of personality, like the crazy wild card that just kind of does what she wants uh, is in there, and I think you can go really far with that, but because of the way Suicide Squad has it set up at this point, she really doesn't have any agency outside of the Joker. I don't know. What what would you want to see in the Harley Quinn spinoff, Liz? Um, 
like Emma said, I would want a lot more backstory, just more focus on the actual animated series where she originated from, just all of that, rather than, you know, over-sexualizing her or doing anything like that. That's what I want. I just want more of a focus on who she is, how she became to be the person that she is. And yeah. That's something that, like, I notice a lot with not just Harley Quinn, but a lot of female superheroes. It's like, okay... Let's let's make her eye candy, and that way her story doesn't really matter. And like I'm like I'm sitting in the audience, like no, tell me more about her. Let me know things. Come Please, on. I just I want to know. And like come I want to know what's beyond the spandex. I want to know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so I think we're all in agreement that uh, this iteration, this Suicide Squad iteration of Harley Quinn, was really really sexualized oh definitely yeah i mean again it's gonna be halloween and everyone's gonna be very cold should yeah. halloween uh <laughs> should we actually get vaguely fall like weather instead of this 90 degrees uh. every day that we've been getting but uh yeah everyone's gonna be really cold in uh their shorts and baseball tees like I'm going to be honest. I like the design of, yeah, like, how too. what she had going on. It was, like, I don't, like, a casual Harley Quinn. Like, it wasn't her whole uh, red and black suit, but it wasn't, like, really decked out like the Arkham Asylum games. Yeah. Um, the Arkham Knight games, I should say. Um, but it, it was her own thing. It was Margot Robbie's own iteration and it made it easy to like really subtly cosplay harley quinn at the uh premiere like i just did my hair in pigtails and put a little put a little pink put a little blue on one eye yep mm-hmm. there we go nice yeah <laughs> now but uh what do you guys feel about like everyone that's going to cosplay the hell out of harley quinn i'll actually speak on that because mm-hmm. i'm planning on kind of doing like a dc comics halloween squad with a couple of my friends but Ooh. i'm planning on being like Heath Ledger version of the Joker. I'm working on Ooh. that right now. Nice. But I have a couple of friends who are going to be like the Jared Leto and Margot Robbie Joker and Harley Quinn. Um, Since I've been a cosplayer for like a few years, I'm just one of those people who's okay. You do what you want, how you want. I honestly don't care. Body type. If you don't think you can pull off the booty shorts, guess what? You can no matter yes. what. Yes. Come and clap. Come and clap. You really can. But um, yeah, I'm okay with people doing it i know people are calling it you know harloween everybody's going to be doing something like the joker or batman but i'm i'm okay with that i feel like everybody should do what they want yeah definitely yeah yeah um i went to a few i went to uh two conventions this summer and um even at those i saw a lot of different versions of harley quinn yeah i saw like a few um and this was mainly at PopCon because I went to I went to Indie PopCon and I also yep. flew out to Austin to go to RTX. Jealous oh, and I'm jealous. jealous. It was oh. so much fun. We'll, I, I will, we're gonna gush about this in a different episode. I know it. <laughs> um, yeah, there there weren't as many there, of course, because that's a Rooster Teeth um, convention. A lot of people are cosplaying their shows, but um, there were a few. Um, there, I, I remember seeing a few Harley Quinn cosplays, but they were like animated series um comic book harley quinn yeah and like i have no issue with people cosplaying whatever the whatever the hell they want because you know like liz i'm also a cosplayer and like if you want to cosplay something and you want to put a twist on it 
it's really cool. Like I do um I do a female torchwick from Ruby. Yeah. You're it's... making me so happy. <laughs> I so like you can cosplay any which way you want. And I've seen any a lot of which way it's the Coven uh, podcast. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Um so like to all the people out there that want to be Harley Quinn this Halloween, go for it. Yes. You will look amazing. I know it. You can <laughs> find cosplay material really easy. Hot topic. Yeah, hot, hot topic, topic is has like hot topic. Every... They're selling every piece of her costume. There's going to be pretty much. I can't wait <laughs> to see like the knockoff stuff at like the big giant Halloween stores <laughs> that pop oh, no. up everywhere. <laughs> like it's going to be like clown girlfriend. Baseball playing batty or something like that. I'm I gonna bet. Look up, I'm gonna Are look you going to look it up? Oh, yes, gosh. do it. I'm going to look up funny <laughs> knockoff Halloween costumes. I mean, it, people are going to be profiting off of this version of Harley Quinn for a long time. I bet yeah. like uh, red and blue eyeshadow went on like a slight higher sale than <laughs> usual. And everyone was like, oh, what happened? Oh, uh, Suicide Squad came out. But... Uh, so kind of uh, diverting from Harley for a moment on our very Harley episode, um, I wanted to touch on uh, another female character in Suicide Squad who, if you blinked, you might have missed her, so, uh, Katana. Okay. Who in... Okay, wait. Just, Before found, we get into this, do it. I Let, let's know, Emma. A Batman one that is called Dead Parents Hero. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> incredible <laughs> I mean, that's half of the f- things that you see about um batman is like oh dead parents dead parents <laughs> dead parents uh, psycho clown the joker is psycho clown. psycho clown yeah it would happen there's um sounds legit yeah, there's one that's a slender man one it just says stalker <laughs> stalker <laughs> yeah um, get that restraining order filed no. um there's a lot of them with like obama masks that just say black leader black leader Gosh, um, it's Jeez. yeah. These it's are... just like when you have to describe a character without like using words that will very directly describe them, and it's like dead parents hero. Oh, that's Batman. <laughs> yeah, that would Psycho actually be clown. a really fun party game. That would be, you know, yeah. the knockoff costume. Yeah, just like coming up with names of characters that Superman aren't... allergic to crystals guy. <laughs> <laughs> Flying Cape Man from the sun. From the sun. Uh, he gets his power from the sun. I, I'm close, kind of. Yeah. I yeah. tried. Yeah. I did. Needs my best. a tan guy. Yeah, but if he uh, gets his power from the sun, he should be dark skinned. Like I'm just saying. Yeah, that melanin. But uh, so Katana. In the marketing, I thought she was she was gonna really be there, and then it was kind of like. Rick Flag jumped on the helicopter on the way to their mission and was like, by the way, this is Katana. She'll, she's with me. Her husband is dead and inside the sword, the sword. that she carries. <laughs> and the one real That's line that she awesome. has is she's crying into the sword in Japanese, saying, like, I will be with you again one day. Yep, that was Katana. <laughs> Man, much. I was so hyped for the Asian representation because, like, there is, like, zero, very little Asian representation. Especially in, in superhero especially movies. Especially in superhero movies. Yeah. And, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Then, uh, like, you know, I was reading about it. It's like, so what about Katana? Well, she was there. 
There's the plot <laughs> twist. Like, she no. she can speak English even though she was speaking Japanese the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Omoshiroi desne. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I can't speak Japanese. I can I I can slightly. I I couldn't quite translate the crying to dead husband part, but uh so she was there and gone instantly. It was I don't know if it was because of the sudden amazing job they did editing everything or what, but she was there and gone instantly and it was that just makes me really sad. Mm-hmm. Like you could have done so much more with this character. There was yeah. more Captain Boomerang than there was Katana. Yeah. And I feel like the reason there was so much Captain Boomerang is because originally Tom Hardy was supposed to be Captain Boomerang. Instead, oh, okay. we got discount Tom Hardy. Who <laughs> I don't even know what that actor's name is because he just looks like a discount Jay Tom Courtney. Hardy. Jay Courtney. Yeah. Jay, Jay Courtney is a discount My Tom Hardy. My mind was Sky Jackson. Sky Jackson. Sky John. The, the little girl from Disney Channel who's a queen and slays everyone on Twitter. She's like 14 years oh, old. Oh, gosh. And I yeah, she her. is like a little baby child and like, she does. Yes. She slays. Yes. But uh, so she Azulia was there. Stanks, hashtag yeah. iconic. <laughs> <laughs> so Katana was there for a moment and gone. And then um, our other uh, female character who also had powers and could do stuff. Enchantress slash June Moon. Her parents were not very nice to her, naming her June Moon, but okay. It's pretty <laughs> cute. It's pretty cute. But so June Moon is uh, an apparently renowned archaeologist and finds the find of a century in a like 7,000, I think, year I think. old uh, goddess who then, or like, goddess which same difference i'm a goddess but yeah, we're all goddesses <laughs> but um who then possesses her under the name enchantress who she can summon by saying enchantress in the coolest like switching personalities thing that i've ever seen because it's yeah. just like this hand appears and it turns it over turns and then like, suddenly cara delevingne i don't know delevingne delevingne cara delevingne is <laughs> transformed into uh enchantress uh who is pretty much all powerful as far as we can really tell yeah. except uh her heart is in a voodoo doll-like state, so she can be manipulated by those who own it. Um, she gets loose. She uh, gets is trying to get her heart back. She gets her heart back. She summons her brother, and then she starts uh, destroying the world, essentially, which is never, like, super well explained. It's just, like... Oh, she's she's doing something, and she is doing something. There's like a giant light, and all this debris, and a swirling vortex in the sky. It it looks the swirling bad. Swirling vortex of terror. Yeah, it looks bad, but it could have been like she's fixing global warming or something. <laughs> we didn't really know what she was doing. And she was she was doing something bad, but uh, and also June Moon who is one half of Enchantress, is in a relationship with Rick Flagg, which is, like, a super well-explained relationship. There was, like, we assigned him to protect her, and then we cut to a scene where they're sitting together, and she's like, are you going to kiss me now? 
and then they do. <laughs> That's their relationship. That's, it. That's all you need Yay. to know. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was there and gone for a second. I think this movie had a lot of cool opportunities to kind of like put the female characters to the front but instead they just kind of put them back there and like pointed and talked about them like that's how i feel it happened (sighs) viola davis though viola davis (laughs) Davis. so yeah viola davis's character just was ruthless in a really fantastic way that i know it had she been portrayed by um a male actor then everyone would have been like so much more into that character because she just she got stuff done she just oh yeah d- went like, to work and uh i feel like she was like the unsung hero of the movie mm-hmm. the unsung villain because that's how she was portrayed as the villain even though she was i mean she was doing something pretty legitimate i mean i agreed with like on a technical standpoint yeah Go gather all these people that aren't doing anything right now. Put explosives in their necks and make them go do something that no one else wants to do. Like, it maybe it's not the most eth- ethical thing, but when we have a giant swirling vortex in the sky... Gotta stop it somehow. Gotta, <laughs> gotta do something about it. Throw some people in clown makeup at it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something's bound to happen. And it did. And then we are left with... The final line of you don't have the balls so seven thousand year old witch mm-hmm. says it utters this after having Knows spoken in a terminology yeah somehow yeah like, okay after having spoken in a different language for the duration of the film <laughs> yeah emma I, yeah. I like that you haven't watched it because we can just watch your reactions then mm-hmm. One like one thing I did read was a lot of the they use a lot of transition songs. Yeah, and yeah. like it's it was like carpet. It's like wall to wall songs. It it's was like, like fully an, carpeted. It was like an edited like a, a middle school like edited video thing. It's just like all right, now let's put in Bohemian Rhapsody here. Let's put in this other song here. Yeah, not gonna lie, I love the soundtrack, but I didn't expect to hear every single song yeah. on the soundtrack as prolifically <laughs> as it was played in the movie like, uh, it was yeah <laughs> the movie was just an advertisement for the soundtrack <laughs> i mean yeah like i have spotify so i didn't buy it but i would have bought it i'm really glad you guys brought up the soundtrack because there's a song on the soundtrack uh by gracie grace uh i should Emma, find that for me. Got it. Emma's got a computer. But, uh, I'm on top of things. I love this song so much. It's like the main refrain of it is, you don't own me. You can't tell me what to do. Da, 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 da. Basically just like, no, people can't own other people and I'm allowed to do what I want. You can't tell me it's, not to go out with the boys. Yeah. It's like, called You Don't Own Me by Grace featuring g Easy. Yeah, fantastic song, but this is somehow marketed as Harley Quinn's song. Yeah. Which we see an issue with that. I mean, because it's 
she that's that's part of her character in this definitely in this cinematic yeah, in this universe portrayal. is that she's owned by the Joker. Yeah. I love I just I love the song. I love that it came out of this, but it's just a strange juxtaposition. I would have liked to have seen like that be the only thing that they use to advertise uh the Harley Quinn standalone movie cuz then that would suggest her breaking free from the Joker and doing her own thing, which let's be honest, her own thing isn't going to be good. No. Like it's not going to benefit anyone. It's definitely going to very inconvenience people. I've been known to be generally vexing. So, uh I'm I'm just looking at the uh, additional music on this movie. It's a lot of like old stuff. Yeah, it was kind of DC Rolling Stones trying to be really Black Sabbath. uh gung-ho there. We open up with uh Spirit in the Sky, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah, Spirit, yeah. Yeah, it I mean, soundtrack was fantastic. I yeah. think the aesthetic was there. The aesthetic was there. The writing and editing was not. It like it felt like it was shot like a big budget film, like the big budget film that it was. It was written like a college film. Mhm. Yeah, I I can see that. That's my review of Suicide Squad. But as for uh, my review of Harley Quinn as a character in general within Suicide Squad and without, I don't know how to feel about Harley Quinn. I love her. I love her to death. She is a very complex character. But, you know, like, it's one of those things where she's a villain. How much are you allowed to revel in this uh, villainous person and be like, I look up to this person, even though they have killed children with exploding video games. Yeah. That is part of who she is. I'm trying to think of, like, other, ver- other like, examples of that type of thing where people romanticize. I get Loki. Loki's one of them. Yeah. From the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe, where people are just like, oh, my God, Loki. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. And I'm just yes. like, you do realize he's tried to end the world just just for the laughs, right? Just because he could. For the lols. For the lols. For the lols. But he's, he's, he's really pretty. But he's dreamy. He's dreamy. And he has a good reason. He was adopted. Whoa. That's, he's, of course he's going to try to destroy the world. He was adopted. So if you're adopted, <laughs> you can destroy the world? Apparently. <laughs> according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No. But I don't, because there is, uh, coming in here now people trying to justify all of harley quinn's actions because she is a victim of the joker's brainwashing Mm -hmm. i do do we do we give her a free pass here's what um here's like my thought on like people who use someone's past to justify a really bad 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 thing like um I'm going to get academic here real quick. The uh, book I'm reading in English class uh, called The True American. Um, it's pretty good. It's about uh, this Bangladeshi man um, who is shot in the face by a um, white supremacist. Mark, <laughs> There's no, yeah. Mark Stroman. Yeah. He went into a gas station and was like, oh, hey, where are you from? This was in the wake of 9-11, like the few weeks afterwards, and yeah. shot him. He was like, where are you from? Shot him in the face. And um, 
a lot of t- like people he was trying to gain some sympathy and like his family was like just kind of saying well you know he was he was abused he was this he was that and i'm just <laughs> okay your past explains your actions it does not excuse them i like that quote put it on a t-shirt if you like if you do something bad like you can't just say oh and then you say oh well this happened you, the people are just going to be like, oh, no, it's fine. You, you murdered that person. Oh, it's okay. You know, you you had a really rough life. We'll give you another chance. Like, you know, I I understand, like, traumatic past can lead to certain events, but you all, there are also consequences in this world. Yeah. You need, yeah, like, no. you need to own up to your actions. Yeah. I, I am all for we can enjoy Harley Quinn, but when we get to the point of, like, being, like, I want to be like Harley Quinn. No, you don't. No, nope. no, no, you don't. You don't say that. You, you can, you can not wear. Uh-huh. You can, uh, you know, promote the aesthetic. You can wear the baseball tee. You can, if you really want, get the pudding necklace. The pud- mm-hmm. I, I like the pudding choker necklace. Just but don't make uh, your life goals to be like Harley Quinn. No, because no, then you got a rough life, dude. Yeah. Then you got to, first of all, you're going to have to go to school for a very long time <laughs> if you want to do this right. Yeah. And then you got to find a psychopath where you work who's going to manipulate you and throw you into a vat of questionable chemicals. And then, and then we go from there. Yeah. Um, if you're really dedicated to the Harley Quinn aesthetic, <laughs> get an MD. Get an MD. I like, I like that. Let's use that side of Harley Quinn to promote things. Like, go, go to school. You want to be MD. like Harley Quinn? Get an MD. Become a medical doctor. Help people. And you'll probably never find someone on par with the Joker, so you'll just be helping people forever. You'll just be Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Oh, no. What a nightmare. Oh, no. You have a great salary and tenure. <laughs> like, oops. Oh, God. I'm really messed up here. Oh, no. I, oh, no. But that's that's something, too. Uh, in gaining Harley Quinn, we lost Dr. Harleen Quinzel, uh, which is... Just really great that even, uh, I mean, 1992 wasn't like forever ago. It was before I was born. Yeah. yeah. But I thought I think that inventing I mean, a character like that was really great for it, them it at was, that point. It was 24 years ago, dude. Uh, that, that, I think that old. qualifies as kind of a while ago. Okay, kind oh, of yeah. a while ago. But the 90s weren't super horrible to women, but... We were we were definitely gaining traction. We were yeah. yeah. But A plus for making Dr. Harling Quinzel. Cup and claps. Cup and claps. And now we get to enjoy her and Harley Quinn to this day. And uh just my opinion, I think my favorite Harley is the one who's in a relationship with uh, Poison Ivy. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because, oh like... It's also by visibility week, so... Hey, by two, one of us. Here we um, are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> but, ah, that's awesome. Yay, that makes everything more relevant. It's um, so great. It's beautiful. But... <laughs> to date this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it is established that uh, she's bi because she... Uh, is while she's in a really she's also poly because while she's in a relationship with poison ivy she starts dating i forget his name another generic villain guy oh god but, i don't remember uh, i know who you're talking about is his name's mason his name's mason okay that's it that's we got it found. we got it okay yeah. so uh 
Emma, what's what's your favorite iteration of Harley? Uh, aside from the one that's dating Mason and Poison Ivy at the same time. It's so important. Um, uh, I just... I don't know. I really like... I just really like Harley Quinn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just great. Yeah. I, I hope that uh, Suicide Squad and how bad it was kind of opens the door to doing uh, more movies in order to make up for this horrendous failure of a film um, and thus more... Harley Quinn's. I mean, if you think about it, um, they're really trying to revamp the DC Extended Universe, especially because of the ma- the monolith that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. They want to yeah. get on par with that. Um, but also the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of like started with the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, yeah. Do we um, watch Max? And Spider-Man 3 is a thing that we have to admit happened. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, Shaky starts. Yeah. We're we're here in that time period. We're we're seeing that happen with DC, and uh, we'll eventually see. Then, if it goes by the Marvel standard, we'll see DC conquer that and continue onward, and then eventually make really awkward relationships happen between characters that uh, have issues with each other. Cough, cough. I destroy your ship of Bruce Banner and Natasha. Cough. <laughs> anyway. Just had to get that out there. I'm a monster because uh, I can't have kids. Shut obviously. up. Obviously. <laughs> uh, thank you all for uh, joining us as we revved up our Harleys. I still can't do the voice. I tried, though. Uh, thank you, Puddins, for listening. Uh, this has been the Coven Podcast. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today for the very first time was the lovely... Liz Shepard, big nerd cosplayer. Heck yeah. Yeah, yes. big nerd cosplayer. Welcome aboard. Thanks. And the always lovely. Okay, I want to kind of try and do my outro in a Harley accent. Do it. Thing. Do it. Emma hashtag no last name. That was awful. I'm so nah. sorry. <laughs> no, we, we we tried. We tried. We did our best. We're here. Uh, we're I here. will revamp it and I will do it again. There we go. We, as uh, Marvel, maybe, or not Marvel, DC, will maybe one day have to do with Suicide Squad. Revamp it. Do it again. Let's try it one more time, guys. But uh, thank you all for listening. You can find all our other podcasts here on our SoundCloud slash iTunes slash ByteBSU.com under the podcast tab. Uh, you can find all our other wonderful podcasts aside from The Coven, but, you know, they're just never going to be as great as The Coven. I mean, come on, guys. No, I'm kidding. They're all wonderful. Go listen to those. Go check out all our articles here at ByteBSU. And uh, stay nerdy, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.